I'm Doug Apple, and my heart is on fire. Luke 24, 32. Your faith is not in your faith. Your faith is in God. Your faith is not in your prayers. Your faith is not in your purity. Your faith is not in your pastor. Your faith is in God, and He is trustworthy. Your beliefs and knowledge about God are probably not 100% trustworthy, but God is trustworthy. We just don't know enough, believe enough, obey enough, or follow closely enough to put our faith in any of that. What that leaves is putting our faith in God. I say this because many times we put a thermometer into our faith and see if it measures up. And especially other people will put their thermometer into your faith and wow, you really don't measure up. And that hurts. And it's frustrating. And God isn't doing what you thought he would do. And why? It must be because of your lack of faith, some people will say. But when you don't know how to build up your faith, and it's hard to build up your faith when it's weak, now you don't even have enough faith to build up your faith. There was a man like this in the Bible. He carried a great burden. He stepped out in faith. God did not come through like the man thought he would. And it all became so overwhelming, it left him in tears, crying out to God. We find the story in Mark chapter 9. This man had a son, and the son did the craziest things, even from a young age. He would throw himself into a fire or into water. He would fall on the ground and foam at the mouth, basically seizures. It was horrifying for the father to watch. Then the father heard about this Jesus movement and decided to see what Jesus could do for his son. He took him to find Jesus and found Jesus' disciples, but not Jesus. But the disciples were good enough, right? In Mark 6, Jesus gave them supernatural power and they went out and healed people and cast out unclean spirits. So the man brought his son to the disciples and guess what? They could not heal the boy. I imagine they tried, used different approaches, but nothing worked. Then the scribes got involved and the arguing began and the crowd swelled around them and it was a whole thing. And the father was there with his son and all he really wanted was for his son to be healed, but all he got was disappointment. He must have been thinking, why did I even bother? This is worse, not better. And now my son is a spectacle. Then Jesus showed up with Peter, James, and John and started to get to the bottom of things. He finally said, bring the boy to me. But when the boy was approaching Jesus, the Bible says that, quote, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Any parent whose child has had seizures is feeling this father's pain right now. And worse, it was happening in front of a big crowd and in front of Jesus and his disciples, the very people he thought would help his child and didn't. Do you think this man's faith level is very high right now? Maybe it was when he first decided to come to Jesus, but at this point, everything seems worse, not better. Finally, the father said to Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, I know some people who would say, uh-oh, that man said the I word. He said, if. God doesn't have to do anything for you when you dare to say the word if. How much lower can your faith go than when you say to the Lord of the universe, if. Jesus' simple response was, if you can believe, 
All things are possible to him who believes. Many people find this verse encouraging, and many find it discouraging. And some people use it as a weapon to club other people's faith. See, if you believed, your child would be healed, your prodigal would be saved, your marriage would be restored. So apparently you don't believe because good things aren't happening to you. Well, guess what? The father himself heard Jesus' words and he hit rock bottom. He knew he had nowhere else to go but to Jesus, but when he brought his son to Jesus, he wasn't healed anyway. His faith was not rewarded. It was actually brought to a new low. Mark 9, 24 says, Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I've heard some people say that his prayer was wrong, that you should never show any signs of unbelief in your prayers, or you should not expect anything from God. But remember, your faith is not in your faith. Your faith is not in yourself at all. Your faith is in God. So if you say, Lord, help my unbelief, that's actually a prayer of faith. Because people who don't have faith, you know what they pray? They don't. So if you are praying to God, you do have faith. And if you're asking God to help you in your areas of unbelief, that is a prayer of faith. You're putting your trust in God that he will help you in those areas, that he will help your unbelief. In the end, Jesus did heal the child. And I don't know what happened to that family after that, but his father's words echo down through the centuries. Lord, I believe Help my unbelief. He was at the end of his rope. He had stepped out on faith, and even that didn't work. He took his child to the men of God, and they couldn't help. It seemed to come down to this. Did the father believe, or did he believe enough? And when he realized that his son's lack of healing might be due to his lack of belief, it almost drove him mad. It drove him to tears. He lost his composure, and he just cried out to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And that is a prayer that you and I can legitimately pray today. Of course, your faith isn't perfect. Of course, it's not 100%, but that doesn't matter. God is what matters, and we are free to cry out in whatever faith we have, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. May God bless you today. I'm Doug Apple.